0: What do you think is something that we get wrong about boundaries a lot?
1: That we have to impose them on other people when it doesn't impact us. For instance, we will say whatever I do, everybody should do in their life, right? So I don't work on vacation. People shouldn't work on vacation. I don't like people to pop up at my house. Nobody should pop up at anyone's house. It's like we take whatever works for us and we generalize it. And that's not what works for other people.
0: Hello, everyone. We are here with Nedra Glover-Tawab. She is a licensed therapist, a New York Times bestselling offer of Drama Free, which just came out in February, and Set Boundaries Find Peace, uh, two bestselling books. She's also a sought-after relationship expert, and on top of all of that, has an Instagram page with over 1.8 million followers with wow. free mental health resources for all so did i miss anything um i am a plant mom to more than
1: 50 houseplants. i garden oh. and i have an abundance of cucumbers right now
0: i love to watch tv and read books oh a girl after my own heart okay <laughs> i love all of that <laughs> yes those are the very important things that i missed uh I know. I'm like, you're talking about this other stuff like books. I'm like, can we talk about my cucumber plants this summer? I know. (laughs) Yeah. What's your favorite plant right
1: now? I have this uh, Monstera that is both green and white, and it is just lovely to look at this plant. Anytime you have like a rare plant, it's like, (gasps) oh, my gosh. So I'm into it. Do you just like grow
0: all your own vegetables and stuff then right now? N-
1: not all, but some, as many as I can. Um, I am still conditioning my soil so it can be a very good garden, but I have some things that are growing quite well.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay. So a woman of many, many talents, apparently, <laughs> um... On the not so fun side of things, can you tell us a little bit about how you got into becoming a therapist and what you do now?
1: Yes, I um, went to college with the expectation of why, uh, becoming, I don't know, maybe an FBI agent or something. I watched so much Law and Order. I was like, I must go into criminal justice. <laughs> it can all? be Olivia. Um, and I did it for maybe a semester and I was like, nope, don't want to do it. I think I found out some requirements for like being in the FBI and all these other agencies. And they were like three months of boot camp, six months of this. I said, oh no, too much work for me. Um, so I went into sociology and when it got time to go to grad school, I went back to a passion of social work and I tried a few different things in the field and eventually I had an internship where I was placed as a therapist. Absolutely loved it. The rest is history. I've been doing this now for 15 years. Wait, what's this year? I was licensed in 2007. So yeah, 15 years I've been a licensed wow. therapist. Um, I've done other work in the field. I've been a juvenile probation officer. I've worked um in youth homes. I've done a ton of stuff, but I absolutely love the work of being paid to help people.
0: Yeah. Hey, nothing better than that. Truly, that's incredible. I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. help people anyway. So I may like, as well get paid. May as well get paid. <laughs> uh, amen to that. Amen to that. Um, you focus a lot specifically on boundaries and relationships, familial relationships. When did you know that that was when you wanted to? Focus in on. Oh gosh, when I was born into a family. <laughs> um
1: <laughs> when did I notice I was born into a family? Um, uh, I don't know. When I was four, um, I decided, you know, <laughs> oh, these families need a lot of work. So um, uh, you know, I-, I think that family relationships are really complicated from what I saw and from what I continue to experience. In them, we develop our sense of self, good or bad. And there are some relationships that, you know, we can restore, we can heal them. And there are others that are just depleting, not good for our emotional health. And many people need support to figure out how to operate or leave those relationships. So I am in awe of my ability to help people through that process. And, um, Yeah, I I really like the work because I think it's one of the most difficult relationships and people don't feel confident enough sometimes to highlight some of the issues within their families. I remember my very first client, it was an incest situation and it was really tough because the mom had a relationship with this person who she knew um, had some inappropriate behaviors. And so just moving away from people who... Are dangerous can be really hard, even when it's family. You know, just because yeah. it's family. It's like, oh my gosh, if it were anyone else, if it were a stranger, maybe it would be easier. But because of the years of, you know, connection and whatever in those relationships, we just find it much harder even when it is um against our health.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We accept so much more in the name of Having the same blood as people that we would never accept from someone who didn't share that same blood. It's a really interesting dynamic that I think you do such a beautiful job of pinpointing. Thank you. Yeah. I, you share a lot of expert advice clearly in your books, in your, on your social channels. The point of this podcast though is to hear what is the best advice that you've ever received? Mm-hmm. Best advice I've
1: ever received. You know, I was just talking to someone earlier and although a huge part of my job is to offer advice from time to time, I think advice should be personal. And sometimes when people are issuing advice, it's general. It's like, you'll get over it. Everything happens for a reason. Um, So I haven't listened to many of those things, but there are times when I talked to someone, I was talking to a cousin earlier and she, I mean, she just says so many things that just made such wonderful sense. So I don't know the best piece of advice. I think I have to rely on the last piece of advice that was best. You know, I, I think I was talking to someone about a relationship And they cautioned me that, you know, they could see that the relationship was really problematic. And, you know, sometimes it's best to not be in certain relationships. And that was some good advice.
0: Yeah. Do you have you had a piece of maybe advice that has applied to your life differently in different times? So maybe just words that have stuck with you for a long time and you've like thought back to them over and over again. No, I think I've
1: gotten a lot of bad advice, if I'm being well,
0: honest. Well, we asked that question, too, so we can just <laughs> skip ahead. What's the skip worst ahead. piece of advice you've ever gotten? Oh,
1: this was financial. I remember when I was in college, I was a walking poster board for a person who would sign up for credit cards. I probably had like eight. And I remember sharing that with a family member and it was like, oh, it's fine. You should just get them and pay the minimum balance. Well, when that minimum balance got to a really high amount, it was no longer minimum, right? Because now you're paying it for eight cards. That was some terrible advice. You should never get that many cards as a college student who has no money.
0: (laughs) That's that's Um, some good bad advice.
1: Yeah, that's some good bad advice. Other bad advice I got, at the time, I didn't think it was bad. I did follow this. This is some bad advice that I followed. Someone, um, a friend's mom told me, you should date someone who likes you more than you like them. And I said, oh, that's wonderful advice. I'll never lose. I'll have all the leverage. And I did it. And it was the worst feeling in that relationship with that person because I could never get up to their level of liking. I just, I you're cool, but. You're, the things you say about me are not the things I think about you. It just, it wasn't yeah. a good feeling. It wasn't fair. I didn't know it would turn out that way. You know, I kept hoping, like, at some point, we're going to balance out here. And I was like, no, what's really happening is, I'm like, irritable because it's
0: like, you like me so much. And I'm like, ah, it's <laughs> What do you think the better advice would have been? Damn. Do you think you I don't should like each other the same amount?
1: No, I think in relationships from then on, I think you shouldn't play games with people feelings. And if you like someone, then you just like them. And it doesn't matter who likes someone more and nobody needs to have leverage. Hopefully you're both into each other. And we yeah. can't even measure what that looks like, but dating someone who you like a little tiny bit and they like you a lot. That's definitely not the route to go. You want to make sure that you can tolerate a person. You enjoy their companies. You can be, you can be kind and fair to them. Um, you know, I think the kind thing that I did, you know, maybe not kind to the person at the time, but I ended the relationship because I knew that moving forward, would be unfair and I didn't want to lead that person on
0: yeah and maybe so I guess that's the key if you're keeping score if it is a thought in your mind of who likes who more it's probably not the right relationship say that
1: I was a teenager I was like 19 so
0: you get some grace for that for sure I think so too I think I get
1: a lot of grace for that I've learned a ton since that
0: yeah I that's Again, some good, bad advice. I like all of that. I want to lean in a little bit more to also your expertise here. You have an expertise on boundaries. And Mm -hmm. I think that is a really hot topic now. It's become more so over the years. What do you think is something that we get wrong about boundaries a lot?
1: That we have to impose them on other people when it doesn't impact us? Um, For instance, we will say whatever I do, everybody should do in their life, right? So I don't work on vacation. People shouldn't work on vacation. I don't like people to pop up at my house. Nobody should pop up at anyone's house. It's like we take whatever works for us and we generalize it. And that's not what works for other people. I don't care if you work on vacation. <laughs> I don't care if people just pop up over here if you're okay with it. I don't care what level of clean your house is or not clean. Like, these are all your things.
0: Yeah,
1: I I don't have to come to your house if it's not to my standard, but my house will be in my way. My vacation will be in my way, and we need to allow people to have that autonomy in their lives so we're not saying, well, if I do this, then everybody should do it. Because I like this thing, everybody should like it. That's what we really confuse um, when we're talking about boundaries. Like, shouldn't they do this? Shouldn't they break up with him? It's like, well, uh, not if they don't want to. <laughs> like it's just yeah. like, for you, that is a deal breaker. For this other person, maybe not. So we can't say that if this thing's ha- if this thing happens, this is the boundary for everyone. It's like, no, it's like, what do they want to do in this situation?
0: Yeah, that's great. I think a lot of people use boundaries as a way to remove the responsibility from themselves when in reality, through a lot of your work that I've read, it's made me realize that it's actually about taking full responsibility. Mm -hmm. And I think we Like from what you're saying, too, that's how we get it wrong. Like we think, oh, well, this is something we impose on other people, but it's really something we impose on ourselves and we Mm -hmm. stick to ourselves. Absolutely. We impose on ourselves. We stick to ourselves. We manage
1: ourselves. um, And we get out of the habit of feeling like the boundary is a way to manage the other person's behavior.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think what's also interesting About boundaries. And maybe a lot of women can relate to this, maybe they can't, but I feel like a large role as a woman in my life has always been like, you have to be nice. Like, no matter what, you have to be nice. And to me, every time I've tried to like set a boundary in my life, I feel like I'm being mean. Like, I feel like there's no way Mm -hmm. to set it in a nice way. And I'm so curious to know your thoughts on just that concept of why we feel that way, maybe particularly as women, but maybe men and other people feel the same way as well. But I think as women, there's like an extra pressure that we felt.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, there is a pressure to say yes, as a way of being nice, to be very flexible, as a way of being nice, to withhold your discomforts, as a way of being nice, Um, there's a old episode of the Oprah Winfrey show. It's now on her podcast where this guy meets with all these people who were victimized and these people had some intuition that something bad was happening to them, all women, but they overrode their intuition and said, well, I should be nice to this person. This person said, Hey, can I walk you to your car? And I didn't want to be mean to him. So I said, yes. And then this terrible incident happens or this guy looked really shady outside my apartment, but I didn't want to close the door behind him because I didn't want to be rude. Like all of these instances of women feeling like this feels weird, but I need to be nice to this person who seems to be predatory which is which is really interesting because it is against our interests in many cases to, you know, do more sometimes, to um, agree to be a bridesmaid, to help a friend with a party, to listen to endless conversations about some things. Like there are some things that it can be very loving to people to let, let them know up front that you're unable to show up in a way that will add value you know i'm thinking about i just thought about the bridesmaid thing i i one i want to say i've never been a bridesmaid but i will say one time i turned down the opportunity to be a bridesmaid because i didn't have the funds available for all the stuff
0: yeah oh it's outrageous and yeah
1: it's it's outrageous
0: yeah i
1: i'm like oh no i can't how much is it 5 dollars i'm out <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like i've <I'm> just <laughs> I'm out of here. It needs to be free for me to do it. No, but, you know, it is a lot of costs associated. And even when people try to make it lower, it's like, I'm not going to be able to show up and do a good job at this because all I'm going to be focused on is how much we're spending. I'm not even planning the best bridal shower because I'm concerned about the cost of the cups. You don't want me to be your bridesmaid. I don't have the right energy for the job what I will do is be a spectator at the wedding. I will leave you a nice card with a check inside of it. So sometimes just releasing like, you know, people and letting them know why and given, you know, I cannot help you plan this thing. Is there another thing that I can help with outside of this? Can we catch up for lunch? Can we do these other things? It's not the saying no will end a relationship. I think you continue to pursue people, you give them other options. You let them know, "Mm -hmm, I would really like to go on this vacation with you, but this time of year isn't good for me. Is there a time next week we can have lunch? You know, so we offer them other things. It's not like this is the only, if you say no to this forever, the friendship is done. It's like, we have to be able to continue in a relationship after we've told someone no. Yeah.
0: No, that's a, those are great pieces of advice you gave there. I think from what you were saying, I just kept thinking to myself, maybe then boundaries are actually like the very essence of kindness and the very essence of love because you're avoiding people getting disappointed in your actions. You're setting the expectation of what you're able to contribute and then no one gets hurt, you and the other person. So it's funny though that we avoid them so much in the name of being unkind when it's the kindest thing we could do.
1: Yeah. I've, I've seen people sort of refuse to say no and agree to something and then they do a lackluster job. Yeah. It's like, you know, yeah. like sometimes I just wish, you know, even with home services, sometimes I I was using a guy once for like painting. And then the last time I tried to use him, he was like, no, no, I can do it. But he kept putting it off. And Oh, I can't come to say, oh, we had to can't. Oh, we. And then he just ghosted me. And I'm like, you know, I wish he would have just said, this is a really busy time for us and we can't take this job on. Yeah. I could have moved on and found someone else and we would still have a good relationship. And in the future, I would be able to refer him and go back to him and say, hey, can you do this thing? But when you're not clear with me, it creates a level of chaos that does not necessarily need to exist.
0: Yeah. No, that completely makes sense to me. Do you have any advice for someone who is really struggling to set boundaries in their lives right now? You have to
1: practice setting boundaries to be better at it. Often we move away from the practice. I don't know how to get started. Well, you know exactly how to get started. Yes, you do. Now, do you want to? Absolutely not. But will it be helpful? Absolutely So sometimes doing that very hard thing is also the most helpful thing.
0: I love that. Do you also have some favorite advice now that you've shared? Are there specific passages maybe in your books or quotes that you've shared on your Instagram that you're just like, wow, I I really like that and I think about that often?
1: You can't choose your family, but you could pick which family members you have relationships with. That's one of my favorite ones, because I think we forget that relationships are a choice, no matter who that relationship is with, that we choose to answer that call. We choose to um, show up in spaces with certain people. If we are an adult, we're making a choice.
0: I love that. Have you run into any other quotes or messages maybe from other people on the internet or in your personal life that have stuck out to you? Oh, my favorite quote is this Via
1: no quote. It's, it's so common, you know, um, people, when people show you who they are, believe them. Yeah, you know, I think sometimes we forget that and we're waiting for something miraculous to happen, like somebody's going to hit them in the head with a rock and tomorrow they'll forget this stuff. And it's like, no, this is really how this person is. If we could just, you know, really consider that as we're in relationships with people, we can be more realistic because many of us are not very realistic, especially with dating. We're like, oh, this person has this problem, this problem, this problem, this problem. I'm going to marry him. You know, it's like... <laughs> Okay, like, whoa, you've listed quite a few things. How do you think these things just go away? They don't. They actually intensify because you'll be really in the thick of it. So it won't get better. It'll actually get
0: worse. Yeah. Do you think there's a reason why that quote stuck out to you? Like, have you had experiences in your life where you've ignored what people have showed you? I
1: haven't ignored it, but I have given people too many chances. Like, I'll accept who they are. Like, this person is, you know, they've done it five times. This is who they are, but I have ignored it to the point of staying in the relationship, um, far too long. Cause I don't, you know, you don't want it to be true about someone that you like, a good friend or a family member. It's like, this person is not jealous of me. And it's like, yeah. they are very clearly jealous of you. like I don't want to know that. It's like, it's a spoiler alert. I'm like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. But everything they're doing is pointing to being a carbon copy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, sometimes it is loud and clear. But again, I think a lot of maybe just being a woman or being a human being, you're just like, well, I don't want to be rude or, I mean, they keep asking me to hang out or, you know. So how have you like cut ties with those relationships then? Or not even cut ties, but just not let that energy become part of your life.
1: In some relationships, I have decreased contact because I have found that there is nothing I could do to remedy, remedy this issue that the other person is having having because it really has nothing to do with me. I can't make you feel better about your life, your job, your whatever. So it almost gets to a point when you start to walk on eggshells about what you say because you don't want to trigger, you know, these feelings in people where it's like, OK, I don't think I can stay in this space in this relationship because I can't even talk anymore. I don't know what to talk about. <laughs> I don't even know. It's like um, the weather. Oh, the weather. That- it's like, OK, I. I, I'm out of things to talk about. I would love to stay here with you, but I don't even know how to, as a therapist, I've used everything in my toolkit. I am i don't know what to do here.
0: Yeah, that's a pretty telltale sign that maybe it's just not working out.
1: Yeah, and I meant, you know, sometimes things are my fault and I have to own up to it. Like, you know what? The other day I was just moody. I was just me being moody. You actually didn't do anything. You just woke up and that was enough for me to just mm-hmm. be triggered. You waking up, it just set me off.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. No, it's true. A- another key aspect of life, I feel like, <laughs> understanding when you're the problem, which yes, happens often. It's not always other people.
1: Oh, yes. And it's, it's interesting when you're sharing a story with someone and they're like, maybe it's just you. And you're like, you know what? I thought you were my friend, but I don't think a real friend will say that to me.
0: It's true. You get so offended at even the idea that you could not be a perfect person. (laughs) I know. It's like me
1: not perfect. What in the world?
0: It's so true. Well, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but the last thing I want to know is if someone drew any message from your new book, well, I guess it's not that new, but came out in February, Drama Free. What would you want the overall message of that book to be if someone walked away from it and said you know what i learned this you
1: have the power to change your family relationships no matter what the relationship is you have choice you have agency and with that you can be a huge part of the shifts in those relationships
0: couldn't have said it better myself. And you even included the name of this podcast in that. So you know what? This is just a perfect ending. Nedra, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your wisdom. Can you tell everyone where to follow you, links, books to buy, social handles?
1: Yes, please find me on my website at Nedra Tawwab. All social handles are Nedra Tawab. If you put in N-E-D on Google, Nedra Tawab is going to pop up. It's not many Nedras, so yeah.
0: I love it. Perfect. Well, everyone go follow. Thank you again for joining us. This has been a wonderful conversation.
1: You're welcome.
0: And to everyone listening and watching, thanks for tuning into The Shift.